What's up, Refuge Church? How you doing this morning? All right. Did you have a good week? I, you know what? I know you had a good week because on Wednesday, all of a sudden, all the political ads disappeared. They're gone. Now we just have to put up with premature Christmas commercials. So uh, we can do it. Uh, actually, um, we're in a series right now that, um, that is our series before Christmas. Can you believe that? And so uh, we've got just a few more weeks of this series. And after this, we're going to get into Christmas. But it's in three or four weeks, I think. So we've got one this week, one, and then two after that, so in three weeks. Um, notice it's after Thanksgiving. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, those of you that are playing, playing your Christmas uh, music, uh, you, can, you can wait just a little while. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Play Christmas. It doesn't matter. I know my wife listens to it when I'm not in the room, so it's all good. Um, speaking of that, my lovely wife, Tanya, and I have the privilege of leading this church called The Refuge. My name is Adam Harold. If I haven't met you, thank you so much for being here. Uh, it is, it's a joy to share this day with you, and uh, we just can't wait to see everything that God has in store, because we know, like, we have the privilege of getting to, to, to see the writing, if, if I could put it that way, and we know that when we, when we read the story and we go by the script, that God always somehow shows up. And even if we get off script, <laughs> that's when he shows up the most. Because that's when we get out of the way. And I just, I can't wait to see what he does this morning. Before we get into today, I, I have um, just a few special things that I want to I cover uh, before we get into child dedications even. Um, our child dedications will be uh, at the, toward the end of the service, and so parents, uh, if you've got your kids with you, um, then uh, it, they are welcome to be in here. We love them, and, and uh, we're just, just letting you know when we're doing what we're doing. So um, real quick, I have some really special people that I want to introduce you to. Uh, my friends, Gary and Lisa Wilson, are they're so special to me, I'm starting to get choked up already. Um, they're on the front row. Um, if you would stand, just, rate, just wave if you could do that. You don't have to stand if you don't want to, but just wave so you know where they are. I'm putting them on the spot. Gary and Lisa and I go way back, 22, 23 years. Can you believe that? And uh, so they've got stories, all right? Uh, I noticed I, I, showed, I, I showed you who they are, so stories that, um, that they can tell, uh, but uh, it, it, they're, more importantly, they are on staff at High Street Church in Springfield, Missouri, and um, High Street was, High Street was the church that I attended when I was in Bible college, and it's, it's real special to me. Um, a part of knowing Gary and Lisa and, and, and them being a part of my family, me being a part of their family, more importantly, that's probably the better way to say it. They, they adopted me as a young college kid. And uh, it, it's just been, it's, it's been incredible. But because of our relationship, 
High Street has partnered with The Refuge really since our inception, since Refuge became a dream in my heart, mine and Tanya's heart. And uh, we wouldn't be in this building without that relationship. And so High Street gave us a very generous donation to help us get in this building. And I just feel like it is necessary. Um, it is necessary to show honor where honor is due. So would you do me a favor? Would you just give Gary and Lisa a hand? Did I tell you today was an emotional day? <laughs> if, if you've been around the refuge, you come to expect it. Uh, not, to, not, not to take away from what we just celebrated, but yesterday, uh, my family celebrated the one-year anniversary of my brother-in-law, Ray, getting struck by a pickup while walking across the street. And I acknowledge that as a church because, yeah, it has to do with my family, but you're my family. And because you're my family, we prayed. Last year, we were, we were, we were setting up and tearing down in our common space area. We had about 75 people coming to church at that time. Look at us now. And it's not look at us, but look at what God has done. And over the last year, we've seen God's healing. And we believe, we've come to believe that God is always in the business of healing us. Always. And so we want to celebrate the miracle that God has done with, and with Ray and our family. And I just want to make sure that, that we give, give him honor for the miracle that he's doing and today, you know, every once in a while, God just kind of sets up a theme for the day. With, with like, like, I'll plan it, but God sets up something far greater. This morning, the theme that God has, I believe, for us is Miracle Monday. Miracle Sunday. Miracle Monday would sound a lot better, but we're here on Sunday, so Miracle Sunday. It's a miracle day. We're celebrating, I think there's, there's 18 kids that we're celebrating their births this morning, celebrating what God is doing through their families, dedicating them to bring them up in their identity of Jesus. That's what our dedications are about. And this morning, we're in a series called The River of Grace, and I'm excited to speak just for a little while on the subject of immersing in the river of grace. At the refuge, we don't, we don't baptize babies. We, we dedicate them to God because it's a decision that the parents make, not the kids. And we want to make sure that the parents, that I want to make sure you understand this morning that, that it's parents making the decision to raise their kids up in their identity of Jesus. The world that we live in have ideas of what identity looks like. 
as believers and followers of Jesus, it is our mission, our vision, our, our hope, everything we do has to do with who we are in Jesus. And as followers of Jesus, God's word, I believe mandates parents to train their kids up in who they are in Christ. Even before they give Jesus their hearts, they have to know this is who God has made you to be. And so at the, ref at the refuge, we encourage not just parents, but the whole church as a collective church this morning. I want you to know that the parents are the ones standing before us today making the decision, but this is a church, this is a church mission. This is something that we're gonna do as a church to help people always find their identity in Jesus. Because let me tell you, if you're not living in your identity of Christ, there's so much more for you. And the best gift that we could ever give you is to tell you who you are in Jesus Christ. We've become a church that is really um, aware and, and a part of our mission is to always show people who they are, not what they do. It's not about what we do and how we perform. And so last week I gave you an introduction to this whole idea of grace is a river. I think I gave you six, uh, six things and six ways that grace is just like a river. Hopefully you have one of those points was, was your favorite. Um, the, this week we're going to talk about immersing in the river of grace. Next week we're going to talk about some whitewater grace. Whitewater grace, what we do when we need a little extra grace in our lives. And then we're going to conclude it by talking about finding healing in the river of grace. And I'm, I'm excited to, to see where God takes this. John chapter 7, you can open your Bibles if you want to. Scroll on your phone. Get out the YouVersion Bible app. It is so, so fun to watch your faces and what, what happens when I ask you to get out God's Word. Because some of you get out your cell phone, which I'm completely okay with it. Um, some of you get out your, your Bibles, which my preferred method. Uh, everyone has one of these, but this is mine, right? And so this is my preferred method. Um, but if you want to follow along in the YouVersion Bible app, you can do so on your phone. Uh, we, of course, uh, know that you scroll over to Facebook every once in a while. If you do, it's okay. <laughs> all right? Just don't stay there very long. All right? Uh, John chapter 7, verse 37 through 38 is our our springboard for this message. It says, On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare rivers of living water flow from his heart. Let's pray. God, I thank you for your word. Lord, I pray this morning that your word would be louder than Adam's word. That you would speak to our hearts. As we open them up to you, God, I pray that your voice would be the loudest voice in the room. We promise to be still. 
We promise to listen for your still small voice this morning. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. So this festival that's going on, we talked about it last week. It's called the Festival of Tabernacles, the Feast of Tabernacles. It's the celebration of the, declar- of, of the, the dedication of Solomon's temple in 1 Kings chapter 8. What I love about God's word is you can always go back and to see why it was being done. And so you can go back to 1 Kings chapter 8 and you can see the dedication, the prayer that Solomon prayed for God to dedicate his house, his temple. And so um, this is the Feast of Tabernacles. And at the end, and this is the very last feast on the Jewish calendar. And Jesus declares, anyone who is thirsty may come to me and any, anyone who believes in me can come and drink for the scriptures declare that rivers of living water flows from his heart. Last week I talked about how my question was, who is his? Is it, is it Jesus' heart? Is it our heart? And what I came to the conclusion was that it's not either or, but it's both and. Jesus' heart flows with rivers of living water so that our hearts can flow with rivers of living water. In my list of six things about rivers, one of the things that I said was that rivers always flow from the top down. Rivers always flow from the top down. Mom and dad, this is child dedication day. I want you to know this morning that the river of grace flows from the top down. It starts with us. It starts with you. And if you're here and your kids are grown, I pray that your kids are living for Jesus. But I pray that you see that this message isn't just for parents dedicating their kids this morning. This message is for all of us. We all have to immerse ourselves in the river of grace, which brings me to today's big idea. The one thing that I have for everyone in this room today, if I had one thing I want to communicate to you, it's this. Our goal is to immerse our kids in the river of grace, revealing their identity in Jesus. It's by immersing in our identity that we discover our identity. But you know what's interesting to me is that we need other people. (laughs) We need other people to do the immersing. You, you You can jump into the river, and you can, you can be submersed as you do a cannonball into the river. But we need others to be able to let us down gently. Notice, I didn't say that this is only for parents. This isn't, this isn't all, my pastor calls this an all play. This isn't everyone, everyone participates So it's not just about parents immersing their kids in their identity, but it's all of us being living immersed in our identity of Christ, knowing that it's not based on what we do. It's based on who we are. I think God's word shows us it's not just what we do. It's who we are. And we do because of who we are. 
We mess it up. A lot of times we think that we are because we do. We do because we are. And so we have to understand this concept of the flowing from the top down. It comes in us and through us. The river of grace always comes in us and through us. I want to show you some scripture this morning. John chapter 15. John chapter 15, verse 9 through 12. Parents, you cannot immerse your kids in their identity of Jesus if you aren't first immersed in your identity of Jesus. Verse 9 of John 15 says, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. Parents, remain in, your, in God's love. Church, remain in God's love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. So when we do, right, that's obeying commandments. That's an action. That's what we do. When we do, we're remaining in the love of God. Keep reading. You remain in my love just as I obey my father's commands and remain in his love. Thank God that he didn't command us to hang on a cross for all of mankind like he did Jesus. But Jesus obeyed the commands of the father, remaining in his love. How did Jesus do this? How did he? Have you ever thought about that for a second? Just real quick. Have you ever thought, how in the world did Jesus come to the point to hanging on a tree, to being suff to suffer and die? You know how he did it? A lot of times we like to say he did it because of his love for us. I, I do believe that that was a little bit of the motiva motivation. But we just read how he did it. He, re he did it by remaining in the Father's love. And when we drink living water from Jesus, we remain in the Father's love as well. Keep reading. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way that I have loved you. It's a top-down kind of love. It's a top-down kind of grace. Look at, verse, look at chapter 17 of John, John 17, 6 through 8. I have revealed you to the ones you gave me to this world. They were always yours. You gave them to me, and, I, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything I have is a gift from you. For I have passed on to them the message that you gave me. This top-down love is the kind of love that Jesus had for us, and he had to receive it from his father first. They accepted it and know it and, and know that I came from you, and they believe that you sent me. They know that I'm from you. Grace is a river. It always flows from the top down, from God the Father, watch this, from God the Father to Jesus the Son to the apostles to the early church, from the early church to many, 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 many more people, to you and to me. And we're carrying on this message of grace, this message of hope, but we have a responsibility a responsibility to allow it to flow to our kids. 
the message of identity in Jesus. Now, turn over to Matthew chapter 3. I know we're all over the place this morning, but this is where we're going to stop. Because this, I believe, is probably the most underrated story in all of history. That's right, all of history. My, my son and I will always go, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we're big sports fans, so we'll be like, he's underrated. Or he's overrated. We always like to rate things. Anybody else like to rate things? Don't rate my preaching. That's all I have to say. <laughs> if you're not first, you're last. Uh, Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 through 17. One of the most underrated stories in all of history. It's the story of the baptism of Jesus. Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? And Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. All right, Jesus, you twisted my arm. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened and he saw the spirit of God descending on him like a dove and settling on him. And the voice of heaven said this, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. The word translated baptized is the Greek word in the original language is the, the Greek word baptizo. Baptizo means, literally means to cleanse by dipping or submerging, to wash, to make clean with water, to wash one's self or to baptize. Baptism is a washing of the old self into the new self, cleansing the old away. Last week, one of my favorite points of grace is a river was that because Jesus is eternal, he's a river, he's, he, has a, he, he never had a beginning. And because he never had a beginning, when he gives us eternal life, he doesn't just give us an eternal future, but he also gives us an eternal past cleansing us of whatever mistakes that we've had in the past. What a beautiful picture. I think this world needs a little bit of river of grace, don't you? Come on, somebody. We've got to be people that flow with the river of grace, understanding and realizing that our past is forgotten. The story of Jesus, I believe, is so underrated. I've got three, three things from this story that I want to share with you that I believe will help us immerse our kids in their identity of Jesus. Number one, if you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, you know the answer. Write it down anyway. We baptize our kids in their identity. Number one. We baptize our kids in their identity. You ready for it? They don't baptize us. Ouch. 
Pastor, I didn't bring my steel toes today. They baptize, we baptize our kids in their identity. They do not get to baptize us in our identity. I, I think the world needs to hear that right now. But here's, here's what's incredible. This isn't something that the pastor just made up because he has something that he wants you to do. This is from God's word. It's in fact, it's from the story that we just read. We don't get to baptize them. They have, they, we, we get to baptize them. They don't get to baptize us. I find it really interesting that Matthew includes this interaction between him, between John and Jesus. And it, it said, but I think it's verse 14, but John tried to talk him out of it. Hold on, Jesus. Now, keep in mind, he's talking to Jesus, the son of God. And he says to him, whoa, why am I baptizing you? Why am I immersing you in your identity? You're the son of God. But what did Jesus respond with? We must do what God requires. What's required? What's required is the immersion in our identity. Even Jesus had to be submersed in his identity. He was the son of God. but he still had to be immersed in his identity of Jesus. Why? Why did Jesus have to be immersed? Well, we're going to answer that question in just a moment. Number one, we have to immerse our kids in their identity. They don't get to immerse us in ours. I think this is, um, this is one of the most difficult things with, can I, can, I, can I go there? Can I go there? Will you give me permission to go there for a minute? This is one of the most difficult things with, with youth sports on Sunday. Because when we tell their ki- our, our, our kids that, that it's more important for them to go and play, or, or it's that we, what we're doing, because we have to prioritize and we're prioritizing sports on Sunday. What exactly is that doing to show them their identity in Jesus? Now, can I get, can I get real? Is it possible to allow your kids to play sports on Sunday and still immerse them in their identity of Jesus? Absolutely, 100%. Because church on Sunday doesn't give them their identity in Christ. That's right, your pastor just said that. Church attendance doesn't give them their identity in Christ. But by golly, if you're gonna immerse your kids in Jesus, you better do more than saying grace at bedtime. You better do more than saying grace before you eat. Immersion is a daily occurrence. 
And as long as a parent is talking about God's word with their kids, Monday through Saturday, through whatever days of the week that it is, as long as they're reading God's word with them, immersing them in God's word, I'm okay if you skip church on Sunday to play soccer. As long as the kid knows who they are in Jesus. Immersion happens other days of the week than Sunday. But Sunday's a big deal. Because God's word teaches us when we're immersed, we don't forsake the gathering of being with people, each other. Being with people of like minds like hearts. We can't forsake it. So yeah, you can skip church on Sunday to play soccer, but read God's word with your kids Monday through Friday through Saturday. Number three, God's, God, or number two, God requires us to immerse our kids in their identity, to immerse ourselves in our, their identity. Jesus' response the reason this has to happen is because it should be done for we must carry out all that God requires. This is a requirement to immerse in our identity of Jesus. Pastor Adam, you keep saying immerse in our identity of Jesus, but where are you getting that in this scripture? The last point, number three. God always emphasizes identity first. Look at how God responded when Jesus was immersed in the water. And the voice of heaven said, this is my dearly loved son. Some of you came here today just to hear that God loves you And he calls you his child, son or daughter. He speaks your identity over you. But Jesus said, we have to do what God requires. Meaning, we have to submit ourselves to him. And when we immerse ourselves in the identity that God speaks over us, we give him, we respond because there are millions of people in this world that haven't responded to Jesus' call on their lives. It's today your day. You come and you say, I see that God has spoken identity over me. Mom and dad, if God spoke Jesus' identity over him, then we have to speak our kids' identity over them. You are my son, and I love you. Parents, my charge to you this morning is that you always say to your kids, God loves you, and I love you. God loves you, and I love you. God loves you, and I love you. 
Because that is exactly what grace is. That's what grace does. It speaks identity over us, saying that God loves us and our parents love us as kids. Mom and dad, if you're dedicating your kids and you've put them in, in our kids' ministry, uh, you can go and get them at the, that, this time. Uh, we're going to have our dedication service in just a moment, our time of praying over our kids. Um, but you can go and get your kids at this time. I wanted to make sure that I spoke God's word and before I gave you like, something that's, that's from me. Before, and, and, and so that's the most important thing, that we speak, our kid, that our, that we speak God's love for our kids and then our love. That his love comes first. But along the lines of the analogy of a river, I want to get back to that. Because this idea of grace being a river is absolutely mind-blowing. You know, rivers can cause problems sometimes. Rivers flood. Right? Rivers flood. Um, rivers are, are, are gross. They're muddy. They can cause problems. And so because rivers cause problems, man has created a whole, a whole um, job centered around river engineering, we call it. If you'll hang with me, I know there's going to be a lot of movement and stuff like that. Do me a favor and, and try, to, try to pay attention to what I have to say because I believe that this is really important for how we raise our kids and their identity of Christ. We create this, this, this river engineering to help us manage the problems of a river, the, the flooding, the flow. And... Um, River engineering includes things like building bridges to get over the water, building a levee. Put the Chevy to the levee, but the whiskey. Oh. A levee. I just had to make sure that you guys are paying attention, so I broke out in song. Levees, dams. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> One of the kids said no. Thank you. Bridges, levees, and dams. And we create these things to maintain, to, to manage rivers, the flooding. Mom and dad, you're going to be tempted as parents to build bridges for your kids so that they can avoid the water. You're going to be tempted to set up levees. But do you know what the problem with the levee is? The, the problem with the levee is it blocks the river. And I was, I was reading about this. And what happens is towns will set up levees to keep the river from their town, from flooding in their town. But what happens is the river flows down to another town. And then if that town doesn't have a levee, guess what happens? Flooding. So as parents, if we're not careful, if we set up levees to avoid disaster in our kids' lives, it's just going to push the problem down the river.
You have to allow grace to flow in your kids. You know what that means? That means you have to allow them to make some mistakes. Notice, I didn't say encourage mistakes. I said allow mistakes. You have to allow your kids to make some mistakes. And when they mess up, God loves you and I love you. That's what grace does. When they make the biggest mistake of their lives, God loves you and I love you, no matter what. So we can't set up bridges and levees and dams to prevent the flow of grace in our kids' lives. However, another form of river engineering, I love this one, it's called an irrigation system. You know what irrigation systems do? They water the, the garden. My neighbor across the street from my house, he's got a pond. I'm, I'm, I'm a little jealous of him, but it's a lot of work, so not really that jealous. He's got a pond, and he's got this big hose that flows out of his pond straight to his garden that waters his garden all, all summer and all spring. And it's, it's incredible. He set up an irrigation system to move the water to what needs watered. There will be times in your lives if you allow your kids to be an irrigation system of grace that God will use your kids to get your attention. But it has to start with you. My encouragement to you today is to allow your kids to be irrigation systems. You know, I... I I think of my mom and dad and how they always prayed that God would use me however he sees fit. My parents live over a thousand miles away. They don't get to see their grandkids that often. You know why? Because they're allowing their kids to be irrigation systems of hope, irrigation systems of grace, flowing for other people to see grace in their lives. Today's conclusion, we've got uh, a lot going on. And so um, we're going we're gonna to conclude in just a moment, but I'm going to ask the parents to, to come forward and our, our uh, prayer team to come, come forward with them. But all the parents come forward first, and I want you all to stand. If you're dedicating your kid today, um, kids, um, you can come and stand at the, just at the front of the stage um, and uh, we ask all the parents to, to sign up ahead of time so that we can know um, who wants to dedicate their kids this morning. And so I'm going to invite all the parents to come forward. I got my friend Amos right here. Amos, you were so good this morning. Thank you so much. Those dimples are the best. And so we're going to have our, our, our prayer team come forward in just a moment. And um, I want to tell you, to be honest, I'm trying to figure out how we're going to do this. Can I, can I just say that? Um, I, I have written a, a card. Mom and dad, I want you to listen to me real quick. Um, so this morning, for, uh, to commemorate our, our dedication service, we've got plants for all the families to take home, um, one per family. 
Uh, and uh, just so you know, we know that it's hard work to keep a child alive. So we're not making you keep a plant alive. These are, these are fake plants that you don't have to worry about watering. You got a lot more other things to wa- worry about. And, um, but on top of the plant, we also have a card that I have written. But I wrote it not to, your, to the mom and dad that's up here or grandma. I wrote it to the kids. And I realized we've got Bailey right here that, that, uh, that can't quite read yet. We've got little Wesley over here that can't quite read yet. But mom and dad, I want you to take this card home and I want you to put it in your, your baby box. Come on, I know you got a baby box. I know you got a baby box, Emily. Put it in your baby box. You put your, your, your um, birth certificates in and hold on to it for when your kids can read. Maybe even you want to read it over them now. This card, now you can do whatever you want to with it, but this card is an accountability card. In the card, I wrote the, the date so that you remember the day that you made the promise to teach your kids their identity in Jesus. And hopefully when, when you read it, it'll, I, 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 I hope it's special. I, I don't know if you know this about me, but I like cards. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the names of the, the parents that are here. And uh, Aaron, our, I love that we're using our kids, uh, our kids minister, kids director to kids coach. Uh, she's got many titles, but uh, I love that she's participating in this with us so that you guys can know Miss Erin and you guys can, uh, can talk to her. She's very safe and loving and, and kind, and she's, she's the best, and today's her birthday. Um, so first we've got Connor and Avery Suspanic. I pray that Bailey will learn how to say, spell her last name someday, uh, Connor and, and Avery. And then we've got, I'm trying to see who's here in this service. Uh, are, is Josh and Lindsay here? No, come in the next service. Okay. Uh, Caleb and Anna. Uh, we've got Mark and Molly St. Hillier. Did I say that right? Hillier? No. How do you say it? Hilaire. Hilaire. Okay. St. Hilaire. Um, are you, are you going to hand these out when I say them? Okay. Uh, and uh, we, we've got Lila. 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 Hi. Uh, Gianna, Gianna's next to her, and then baby Andrew, baby Andrew there, uh, and we're, we're excited for them. We've got Mike and Molly, or Mike and Emily Jones, and baby Amos, he's not baby anymore. Listen, you know what's so special about this dedication service? Pandemic baby, pandemic baby, pandemic baby. <laughs> Mom and dad love the pandemic. Uh, Josh and Jamie Metavere and uh, Shana Walker and Gianna and Michelle we got Michelle we're almost done Amos I promise Michelle and Madeline and Matthew you guys are awesome so here's what I want to do uh, I'm going to pray for you I'm just going to gonna say a prayer a blessing and favor over you and, uh, and then you're going to go sit down. We're going to sing a song. We'll be dismissed. All right. Can we pray? 
Father in heaven, I, um, I thank you that you teach us and you show us who we are in you. That you use the story of Jesus being immersed in his identity to teach us and show us that we have to be immersed in the river of grace every single day. And Father, I pray for Gianna. God, I pray for Madeline and Matthew, Bailey, Wesley and Amos, Charlotte, Gianna, Lily, and Andrew. Father, I pray that you would pour out your love, your grace. Father, that you would use mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, the refuge church. I pray, God, that you would use us, the people in their lives, to show them that Jesus loved them so much that he died on the cross, shedding his blood, coming back to life to show them that they can find their identity in Jesus. Father, I pray special blessing and favor. God, that you would protect these families, all of them. God, that you would use them to show grace to others. We love you so very much. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Families, you can go be seated. Charlotte, I forgot to say your name earlier. Did I? Did I say your name? Okay. Well, I forgot that I said it. So you guys can go sit down. So now we get to respond. Everyone, as they go sit down, you guys come, you guys stand up, bow your heads. There's a lot going on today. Did I tell you that? But this is the most important. Because this is where we look into the mirror, the mirror of our hearts. And we get to say, have I given my heart to Jesus to receive who I am in him? The great thing about grace is we don't deserve it. We don't deserve it at all. But God offers it to us forgiveness, wiping our past away. And how can I not give my life to that? So if you're here and you've never given your heart to Jesus, we want to give you a moment that you can do that in. But if you're here and you need prayer for anything, our prayer team is here got a lane up here that would love to pray with you. I would love to pray with you. If you have a need, please never leave the Refuge Church carrying the same burden you walked in with. 
I'm not even going to ask people to raise their hands this morning. I just feel the Holy Spirit that there's someone here that needs to know that you can say this prayer and believe it in your heart and be saved. Now, I believe that if you really believe it, you have to tell somebody. Like, like, guess what I just found? I just found that I can give my heart to Jesus and find a new identity in him and he comes into my life and makes everything perfect. <laughs> perfect according to him. So if you're here and you want to receive that this morning, I want to ask you to say this prayer with me. Say, Father, I come to you. I know I need you. I thank you that you gave your son Jesus who died on the cross, shed his blood to forgive my sin. And then he came out of the tomb, giving me new life, giving me new identity. Help me to seek you and to follow you all the days of my life. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you said that prayer, we ask that you fill out the card in front of you, drop it in the black box on your way out. Did you enjoy that today? Has God been good? We're going to sing a song and then we'll be dismissed.